You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com and powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy, and I'm your host, JJ Leahy. So we got some not great news. Al Lazard is hurt. He has a core muscle injury. This just came out today. We did not get any hint that he was hurt in his post-New Orleans Saints game interview with the press. Uh, A core muscle injury uh, you may have heard in the past referred to as a sports hernia. So this could include the abdominal muscles, the obliques, the thigh muscles. Uh, What exactly is hurt on Lazard? We don't know yet. But here's the best definition I've been able to find. Uh, A core muscle injury often involves more than just one muscle in the core, and the core is defined as ranging from mid-chest to just above the knees. So I suppose everybody is a little bit different, but I have some important vital organs and important muscles and other important things, you know, in that general mid-chest to knee area. So core muscle injury does not tell us much. OBJ had a core muscle injury, I believe, last year. Uh, Robert Tanyan had one last year. Geronimo Allison had one in 2018. Uh, in 2016, cornerback Demarius Randall had core muscle surgery. He missed five games. Which brings us to Al Lazard is being treated by Dr. William Myers. 
of Philadelphia. This is the same doctor who performed core muscle surgery on Demarius Randall, Geronimo Allison, and Robert Tanyan. So, with the Packers being somewhat banged up at wide receiver, Devontae Adams is still out, Equinemius is on IR, I believe he would be eligible to come back next week if it weren't our bye week, so I believe he will be eligible to come back for the Buccaneers game if he's healthy. No word on that front yet at all. So, if Adams and Lazard both cannot play in Atlanta on Monday, that leaves, by my count, two wide receivers on the roster. And that would be MVS and Darius Shepard, who was officially promoted from the practice squad last week. We have some more injuries. Uh, Josiah DeGuara is still out with an ankle injury. He did not participate in practice. Christian Kirksey and Alan Lazard did not practice. Both of them got pretty banged up in that Saints game. And Mercedes Lewis, who is nursing a knee injury, also didn't practice, but that's not concerning. Uh, Mercedes Lewis is often given veteran rest, in part because he's, you know, 50 years old or whatever. Now, Devante was limited in practice. This could be a good sign. I initially really thought that Devante would not play this week. However, if Lazard misses time and Devante is good to go or close to being good to go, I have to imagine that the coaching staff will go ahead and put him in the game. Now, we still don't have any kind of a timeline yet on Kenny Clark's return. He was limited in practice. Rashawn Gary, who hurt his ankle in the Saints game, was also limited in practice, as was Darius Smith with yet another ankle injury. I'm starting to get really tired of reading off ankle injury and also reading off, you know, important names of players who are all banged up. So, while we wait for Dr. Myers to determine whether or not Lazard will need surgery, please keep Lazard in your prayers. Really would like for him to not miss time. He's really cooking along. Having a great start to a season. Goodikens leapt into action, signing a 2019 undrafted free agent wide receiver who has never played in an NFL game. So here you go, Twitter. Another guy for you to get all excited about on the practice squad. You can toss the name Caleb Scott in with Reggie Begleton and Robert Foster. Caleb spent time on the Seahawks practice squad. As I mentioned, he has played zero snaps in NFL games. His 40 time was a 4-4. The part that's confusing to me is he's only six foot two, and that is not super tall for a Gudikins wide receiver. Equinemius and Lazard are both 6'5". He is at least the same height as Travis Fulgham, who we signed from the Seahawks earlier this year. However, all you need is a photo of the guy, and you immediately see why Goodkinst, who loves massive wide receivers, fell in love with Caleb Scott. He's built like a linebacker. This guy has a neck that would make an ox jealous. And this might be a really weird thing to say, but he has the face of a quarterback. Not important, but just tossing that out there. If you want to see a picture of the guy, you need to be following me on Twitter, at J-J-L-A-H-E-Y, J.J. Leahy. So, as we prepare to go up against the number 32-ranked defense in the league, assuming both Devontae and Lazard miss time, who does Rodgers have to throw to? Well, obviously, there is Bob Tanyan, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Mercedes Lewis. A week ago, I would have been laughed at for suggesting Jay Sternberger after his terrible performance against the Lions. However, he redeemed himself in the Saints game. He caught, I believe, three passes. There's also Tyler Irvin, who spent much of the preseason working out with the receivers. Darius Shepard, for what it's worth, is on the roster. The Packers also have tight end slash fullback John Lovett, but Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones are both elite receiving backs. 
Last year, Aaron Jones ranked as the second highest receiving back according to PFF, and number three was Jamal Williams. And catching passes was a major focus of Jamal Williams during this offseason. So, fingers crossed, prayers go up for Alan Lazard, and maybe an early return by Devontae, but although it's getting thin, we are not yet in panic territory. That does it for today. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to packernet.com and join the Packernet Podcast group on Facebook. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.